brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Would you please, uh, uh, we would like to call the listeners once again. 
first thing you do is let, this, let them know that you're there. This requires volume. The second Very thing important. you need to do is to, after you get their attention, what? is to let them know that you're calling Pink. Yeah, this is, is the second part of the call. And the third thing is to even get the little fellows that have just left their mama, get their attention. This, you know, is a so perfect like capsule this. description <laughs> of how showbiz works. <laughs> Come on, let's hear it, baby. Sing it out. Oh, my God, let's sing it. Bigger, 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 Now let's get the little fellas. Now watch this. That lasts for the little fellas. Yeah, right, George. Just say it, baby. That's uh, it. Reminds me of Don Rickles in Full Heat. Oh, hey, listen. Now watch me, Joe, now. Come on. You just watch me, not him, me. This is going to be a very exciting week. I'll tell you. I can hardly wait. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh, come on, come on, that's it. Oh, the whistle. Hurry up. Oh, my God. One, two, three, four. Oh, 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 oh. Bring up their knees. Let's go. Move it out. Friends, it's bowl time once again. And all over the nation, bowls are suddenly developing like mushrooms after a rain in spring. Hula bowls, super bowls, senior bowls, last year's salad bowls, tin bowls. Yes, and I'd like to suggest we have a few real bowls that would have some real interest. Bring it up there, Joe. So tonight we'd like to salute Chris Schenkel. Howard Cosell, Howard Cosell, Howard Cosell, Cosell. We'd like to salute Kurt Gowdy. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt Gowdy. We'd like to salute all the halftime people, including Pat Summerall. And old Jack Brickhouse, too. All the guys that bring us all those wonderful bowls for everywhere we're hanging away. Oh, bring it up to bring up the crowd, Joe. Thank you, thank you. Let's hear some cheering. We want to hear some cheering. What the hell is showbiz without cheering? All right. Come on, let's hear some more. 
right, here they go, ladies and gentlemen. The Big Newton University marching dog bellies are now out there parading internationally famous, known from coast to coast. 2,945 band members, 622 pop pop girls, 942 majorettes, one drum major, all led by Colonel Alfred G. L. M. Bullard, Esquire. Bring it on! They have been preparing this halftime show, ladies and gentlemen, for over 25 years. And now they're out there in their great moment of glory. There are over 350 people in the stadium today observing this unbelievably exciting bowl game. The Lettuce Bowl coming to you from deep in the heart of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. The Rabbit Hash, Kentucky Lettuce Bowl, of course, is now in its traditional third season. This bowl, which has attracted nationwide attention, consists of all the people who were cut from the ball teams all over the country, the best cut ease of the ball season of last year. All these men were cut on the second and third round of the cuttings. And now, coaches all over the country have voted the most likely to fail cutties on their last year's squad. And they're now battling it out for the third traditional Lettuce Bowl title. Bring it up. And during halftime, the least successful player will be interviewed by Pat Summerall. This is being brought to you by the Chevrolet dealers of the nation. And their pass, kick, and punt. Their wonderful prizes will be given out, too, in the halftime. Miss Lesbia O'Toole is this magnificent, internationally famed drum majorette you see performing at this moment. And it's all been produced by Rune Arledge. Oh, that was exciting. Bring it up, bring it up. Come on. Don't stop now. I got to hear more. More. I got to hear more. I got to see more. Yeah. Bring it out. There they go, folks. There they go. The Texas Rangerettes, who have traveled over 249 million miles in the last year, entertaining football fans everywhere they go. Their precision formations have thrilled Pat Summerall, have thrilled Kurt Gowdy, and have thrilled Chris Schenkel, and now they're here to thrill you. These girls practice over four or five hundred hours a week as they prepare these intricate formations. They're making box formations now. How clever they are. They are now making rectangle formations. And now they are spelling out, hooray for me. Here they go. Today's halftime ceremonies is a salute to Howard Cosell, who is part of our Great Americans on Parade series. Oh, we gotta have a little more.
cheering that place. Just keep it on her, Joe. Just be calm with the controls. You never stop a halftime show just by cutting it off, friend. Oh, no. Up in that great beyond, there is an eternal halftime show where millions and millions of bandsmen march, forming great elliptical figures in the sky. And so today, we would like to take this opportunity as part of our vast, overwhelming, and certainly deeply moving public service programming to salute the bowl games, wherever they might be. 12,942 hours of free television time. And they all look exactly alike. In fact, I'm suspecting now they ain't playing bowl games at all anymore. They're just showing us reruns of 1958 and 59. Rand Parkington is always eternally scrambling. Big Moose, the line man, is always being helped limping from the field with the sounds of sympathy in Kurt Gowdy's voice. They're gonna miss him. I hope it's nothing serious. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please zoom in and pick up the blood? Super Bowl, Super Bowl, we love you. Super Bowl 1, 2, Super Bowl 2, 3, Super Bowl 978,422. You can tell it's important. Yes, sir, they number them in Roman numerals. Madness. Madness, thy name is, uh, 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 tip of my tongue, uh, uh, Rune Ireland. No, no, that's not it. We're gonna, more cheers. Let's hear it. We've got to have cheers. We've got to have it. That's what life is about, cheers. Let's hear it. And now they march out again in their world-famous formation. It's the first erotic band formation in the history of half that show. Yes, saluting the new sexual freedom. The Big Newton University High School Eroticeers are now spelling out what sexual freedom means to the people of the United States. It's the first X-rated halftime show, ladies and gentlemen. And we tell you as the commentator here on the scene that this is not for children. And those of you who have children watching this football game, please tune into the cartoons and be back in 17 minutes when the second exciting half of the Lettuce Bowl will get underway. And I'll take it from the pages of Kraft Ebbing, this magnificent formation that the eroticeers are now giving to the assembled multitude here in Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, is exciting and thrilling viewers all over the nation. Done in full color, you'll notice the smoke rising. That's genuine smoke. And now taken from page 22 of the Precipia by Sigmund Freud, they spell out what it's about. And now you'll notice the drum majorettes releasing their inhibitions like a crowd of pigeons flying out over the stadium are now once again saluting that moment of truth, that aha experience that we all know in psychology. And now they are about to salute. Ladies and gentlemen, the halftime now salutes your neighborhood psychiatrist. Oh, an unsung man, highly paid, but certainly not sung often in the hearts and minds of university marchers. 
And now here they go. A salute to group therapy, ladies and gentlemen. And now you'll notice that the sousaphones and the trombone section are forming out there on the field an actual encounter group. Music they have selected, music written in his spare time by Professor Jung of the Adler Clinic in Basel, Switzerland. It's known as the Jungian Jung. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have just received reports that our ratings today on this magnificent bowl game with the Goodyear blip hanging overhead, also doing slow barrel rolls and salutes of Kraft Ebbing and Sigmund Freud, that our rating today is now over 900% higher than all existing ratings of the last 50 years of television. A salute once again to the Americans' interest, the total dedication to the ideals of the highest manner of sportsmanship. And now the Traumaettes, the elegant marching group consisting of beautiful women selected from all over the country. The Traumaettes are about to go into their most honored and most celebrated formation. And now here we go, ladies and gentlemen, the moment that all halftime fans have been waiting for. A salute to procreation. These figures, which the Trauma Ets and the band are forming out there, have been taken from the pages of Kraft Ebbing, the woodcut drawings therein. Magnificent performance. And that ends today's halftime salute to the Kama Sutra. Oh, this is uh, W-O-R. There you are. It's all right, Joe. Just be calm. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's all right. This is W-O-R. Hi, George. In New York. At, uh, oh, that was exciting, I'll tell you. Did you like that halftime show? I, you could see it all there, couldn't you? Huh? That's the magic of the imagination. Would you hit the, uh, please, the money button? Speaking of imagination, please. Your AMC dealers got the all-new mid-size car that economizes on everything but comfort. That car, the roomy 74 Matador. And another important advantage. Our 74 Matador comes with an economical six-cylinder engine as standard equipment. And consider this. Matador is the only new mid-size car backed by all the benefits of the exclusive AMC buyer protection plan. Which means that under normal usage and accepting tires, if anything AMC did goes wrong with your new 74 Matador in the first 12 months or 12,000 miles, we'll fix or replace it free. Come in today. Meet the unbeatable combination. 74 Matador backed by the AMC buyer protection plan. Well, 
See your AMC dealer where you get a good deal. And a good deal more. Hey, here's great some, some great news about the Huffman Coos January furniture prints. I bet now one of you can tell me what a Huffman Coos was. Huffman Coos. It was it was built in Flint, Michigan. Uh, the last Huffman Coos was built in 1903, and there are eight known examples still existing. So it was a car. It was one of the very few eight-wheel cars ever built in America. Yeah, and uh, you know what they found out about it? They they built uh, they built it for three years, and then they discovered they couldn't park them because they had eight wheels. They just wouldn't turn. But uh, you know what the heck, you you win some. But nevertheless, Huffman Coos. Uh, Named after that great uh, failure as an automobile, Huffman Coos January Furniture Clearance is now in full swing in all 12 Showplace stores with fine selections from Drexel, Thomasville, Stearns & Foster, Karistan, and others, all sharply reduced from their down-to-earth, no-nonsense 1973 Huffman Coos prices. Selected stock from all 12 stores is reduced by 10% to 50%. There are very important special purchases just for this event and unlimited quantities of custom order furniture, broadloom, and accessories at very attractive prices. I mean, uh, you, uh, uh, do you ever stay around a pool room some nights and try to pick up broadlooms? Get in trouble there. Tell you. You only got two hours to get to that station there with the green light outside, but nevertheless, the bigger your opportunities are... Swing it out there at Old Huffman Coos. All stores are open from 9.30 to 9.30, Monday through Friday. And if you're going to make the scene on a Saturday, tomorrow like, it's until 6 p.m. Huffman Coos. They had a great big brass radiator okay, with a griffin on top of it. Just beautiful. Had two side mounts on the side, on each side and three in the back. After all, it was an eight-wheel car. Uh, let's see. Over the past six months, the story of Watergate has become even more tangled even more momentous and monotonous than ever. This Sunday, the entire issue of the New York Times... This is a warning. The entire issue of the New York Times magazine is devoted to untangling what has happened in the Watergate affair since last July when the Sunday Times magazine first gave over an entire issue to Watergate. Now, as then, the author is Pulitzer Prize winner J. Anthony Lucas. In uh, Sunday's New York Times magazine, Lucas writes in vivid detail about the White House tapes, the pressures on the president, the president's houses his debts to millionaire friends, his tax situation. Lucas also clears up the confusion over special prosecutor Cox and his firing, which led to the resignation of top key administration figures. Follow this continuing drama uh, in the New York Times. Oh, by the way, they also have a, sh a story about the National Boat Show. How about that for a letdown? Holy smokes. All right. <laughs> That's this week's time. Now, let's see. Uh, we have one other goodie. Hey, for heaven's sakes, this sounds like it's well. All right, okay, we don't make the schedule. We only follow. It was born in 1972, grew tremendously in 73, and now in 1974, it's getting even bigger and better. Its name is Sunday Newsday. Last year, the circulation of Sunday Newsday increased by more than 20,000 copies, from 338,000 to over 360,000. No other Sunday newspaper matched this growth. Sunday Newsday is the only Sunday paper published specifically for Long Islanders. Sunday Newsday gives you full-color bonus sections like L.I. Magazine and the pull-out TV book. 
That's why more and more Long Islanders have discovered that the great newspaper they used to read six days a week is just as indispensable on Sunday. What this the heck Sunday, is a pull-out TV book? yourself why Newsday is, is the, the title fastest of a Get out. newspaper. Newsday, <laughs> Long Island's own newspaper. Hmm. Bum, bum, I say, the pull-out TV book. That's a warning, friends. Pull out before it's too late. <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. You bring it out on me. You're the only guy I know who has a Jack Daniels T-shirt. Yeah, that's right. They were little shoulder holsters on the side where you can carry them fifths around with you when you need them. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, listen. You laugh. Listen. Jack Daniels, I.W. Harper, Jim Beam, and George Hickel are the only men who've never let me down. That's right. George Dickel, excuse me. Here, I'm letting old George down. No, sir. These guys come through every time. Right. Jim Beam. Uh, you know, speaking of that, wait a minute here. Before we go any further, we got a little news note here that might be of some interest to you, how things are going here in New York City. Look at that. This is a little... You know these little tents you take off of, off of tables? You know, they put... You, you go into a place there, and there's always a little tent. It says, uh, try our bad wine, $7 a carafe. You can also use it to write letters with and fill your fountain pen. You've seen those, right? Well, that's called a table tent. And I picked up this little table tent. It tells you how things are going here in New York. For those of you who are confused by utterances of various New York papers that New York is getting to be more of a fun city every day. <laughs> uh, it says, uh, Executive Early Bird Special. First drink, 25 cents before 9 a.m. Okay. <laughs> Can't you see these executive release bird specials staggering in to get their quarter drinks before 9 a.m.? Well, that tells you a little bit about it, what's happening down here. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a nice place. I saw a couple of early bird executives there when I came in. It was 3 in the afternoon. They were still there. They were grubbing around for worms. But uh, <laughs> right there on the floor, one of them was cackling like a hen. But the... <laughs> what happens when you get those 25-cent drinks too early in the morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I don't make the news. I only give it to you. There it is. I, uh, somehow, I, I got the idea, you know, I could just see the scene. Uh, if you'll give me a little uh, mood music to this, Joseph. Uh, what do you got in there? Uh, got, got something great in there? Yeah, give me, give me, hold it up so I can see what you got. Don't you decide what's great. Uh, any guy. How about the Royal Garden Blues? That's right. It's, it's, uh, that's good enough. Yeah. No, no. How about how about the, yeah? How about the 2001? That's that's great. Yeah, we we can just picture the scene here, friends. Uh, that was. Uh, did you like our salute to the bowl games? Huh? You know, I have I have a lot of suggestions about bowl games. <laughs> yes, indeed. Most of them I can't tell on the air because we're on too early now. Hey, you know what? I I would think there would be a really exciting bowl game. To, to actually, I think it would get a fantastic audience. And I'm sure that none of the top announcers want to do it. You know, they always want to associate themselves with winners. Uh, wouldn't you love to see a bowl game between the two most ineffectual football teams among the major colleges this year? I mean, two clubs. Yes, wouldn't that be an exciting game, you know? You could call it the Blasted Hopes Bowl. 
Uh, <laughs> that's not bad, you know. And you could have instead of uh, instead of having it, you know, hung with the you know with the flags and all that, you could hung, hang it with crepe, uh, black crepe out there. Because after all, every football team begins the season with high hopes. They do. I, I'll have to tell you this: having played on like nine football teams at one time or another, you all begin in August thinking this is going to be different now. You know, we got that we got that big bohunk from Pittsburgh now. And it's going to change. I, I didn't. Please believe me. That's not a, a declamatory or defamatory remark. It's a declamatory. Yes, defamatory not. But that's exactly the way they talk. You know. <laughs> so by by September first, see the the plays are beginning to work. You know, they're beginning to click in practice. Oh man. And then it is now September eighth, and the team is lining up, and the, the flip for the coin. You know, they flip out there. Uh, often, you have no idea what this coin flip, which most of you probably ignore, what this does to a football team's morale. They go charging out on the field for the first game. They flip the coin, and the captain hollers, Heads! And the referee says, Tails. Symbolic of the whole damn season to come. They've already lost the first... <laughs> I'm not kidding you. The word then gets back. The squad is standing around the bench, you know, and the word gets back. We lost the toss. And at that point, there's always one guy who says, wait, that ain't all. And then the coach turns around, who said that? Hey, who, who said that? Everybody's got their helmets on. Nobody can tell. <laughs> and then, and then, then I'm telling you, this, I, I, these are scenes that I've actually seen on football, uh, on football fields before thousands of people. That actual scene, that's the kind of stuff that poor Howie Cosell doesn't know about since he's mostly spending his time reading record books. You ought to be out there where they start kicking you once in a while. And, uh, yeah, you learn something about the game. And, and here we are. There's, there's 33 guys on the team. You know, there's a whole mess of guys all standing back there and all with their helmets on. See, it's all kind of traditional. The first game of the season, even the even the subs, you know, the guys that are, are on the taxi squad, they all put their helmets on. They, You know, it's like uh, we're one team, see? And so <laughs> out there, out there you see the captain. Uh, who was uh, last year's uh, leading pass receiver, you see, or something like that. And he's out there, and he hollers, Heads! And the referee says, Tail! And immediately the word gets back. Now, this actually happened one day, and it just swept back over the football team. And uh, somebody hollered, Hey, we lost the toss! And some voice out of the crowd says, Oh, yeah, that ain't all! Wait! The coach turned around says, Who said that? Dead side. And then he says, All right! Let's go out and get them. And the starting, the starting team, well, kicking off, of course, we didn't get the ball. The starting team ran out on the field, and five minutes later, we were down 12 to nothing. All right. <laughs> yeah, by the way, we were down 12 to nothing five minutes later. Five minutes and ten seconds later, we were down 13 to nothing. They kicked the extra point. I just thought I'd be go easy on us there. But uh, nevertheless, this is what actually happens in these games, you know. And uh, bowl games are even worse. No guy who ever plays a bowl game ever expects to win a bowl game, you know. They're just, uh, just academic. And uh, the, the toss then begins to become very symbolic, you know, that toss out there. And uh, especially since, uh, <laughs> you know, we were never winning the toss. The football team has never won the toss for the kickoff. We were always losing. So somebody said finally, let's send out the center out there. We had the center. Who uh, he had low center of gravity, he weighed 300 pounds. He was four feet ten, you know. And uh, he says, "Let's send the center out there." He hasn't got enough imagination to lose. 
You know, certain people just don't have enough imagination. You've got to have a little imagination to be defeated. Did you know that, Joe? Defeat is not a thing that happens to clods. No. No, defeat, defeat is something else again. So we sent out Heine, the center, and uh, Heine walks, squ you know, squats out there on the field, and the referee says, all right, you guys, we want to have a good game today. He's got the, you know, he's got the, the PA system. Have you noticed the referees have become part of showbiz? They like to come trotting out there, you know, and give a sign. That's why there's so many, uh, so many uh, penalties today. I mean, it gives the referee the moment to stand up there and go like this. Then he goes, hoo, 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 hoo. he points at Chris Schenkel for one thirty seconds. Chris Schenkel says, "What's he doing? I can't read. Can you read that, Pat Summerall?" And uh, actually, he's down there, you know, <laughs> doing his pirouettes. He's uh, he's doing his ballet movements. But uh, yeah, you, you never know when one of these guys is going for a musical. So uh, nevertheless, <laughs> sure, everybody's in showbiz today. So the referee's down there doing his thing. And, and, you know, every 30 or 40 seconds, the referees huddle. Have you ever seen them? They don't show you that. They huddle, and they decide who's going to get the next, the, next, uh, uh, the next penalty, see, because, after all, not one guy isn't going to hand, you know, <laughs> he's not going to hog the camera all day long. No way, see. And uh, often on a losing team, they will go back in the huddle and decide who's going to be hurt next. Uh, <laughs> did you know that, Joe? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Look, it says, it's your turn, Joe, you know. And uh, the next player, oh, he's laying there. And, of course, you get on TV, people talk about you, and then they give you a record on, on, the, on, on TV, you know. When, you know. Some guys are never mentioned until they're carried off on a stretcher. Never, you know, that's right. So they say, that's number, uh, boy, can you read that number, Pat? And Pat says, oh, uh, uh, yeah, it looks like, uh, Chris, it looks like number uh, 82, that's... Uh, uh, big uh, Iron Man McGonagall. And then they look up and say, yes, Iron Man McGonagall's been a fantastic bulwark at a bench this year. Iron Man has played uh, over seven minutes uh, since 1959. And uh, Iron Man, they're really going to lose Iron Man. He was coming on good in the last couple of games. You know, <laughs> and so there he goes. They carry him off. Well, you know, everybody's got to have his moment in the sun. So uh, these are all part and parcel of the game that you don't, you know, you don't really see when you're Howie up there talking the big dandy. Uh, you know, you you just got to see what it's about. So I'll tell you what what, what happened. We we sent out Heine, see Heine, the little fat squat center, uh, Heine with the low center of gravity, and he didn't have enough uh, imagination to lose. See, so the referee says, and now I want you guys to know that we're going to have a good game. All these people have come to see a good game. We're going to have a, a clean game. Want to make sure that none of you guys get hurt. So let's play the game clean, and uh, we're going to especially watch for clipping penalties today. Want you guys to do some good clean blocking? Oh yeah, have you ever have you ever been out there when the referee's giving you a little pep talk on how to play the game? Yeah, well that's where they do it. And they say, of course, uh, watch out. I want you guys to watch out. Now we're going to be quick on a whistle today, and uh, quick on a whistle, and don't want any uh, don't want any uh, no back talk. Now now we're not going to we're not going to stand. The first guy that comes up and start mouthing off about a decision by one of the referees is going to go out of the game fast because these people come to see football, not arguments, right? All right, okay, okay, okay. All right, now, heads or tails? We're going to put the coin now, call it out. Uh, you over there, uh, I'd like you to meet uh, the captain of the uh, of the big red team. And uh, you over there, I'd like you to meet the captain of the big pink team. Now, all you guys, uh, salute there. There we go. All right, now, call out your, call out it, heads or tails. All right, the coin is up. Which is it? <laughs> you know, I actually saw one football player one time so dumb he couldn't think of whether you know whether it was heads or tails. <laughs> and in the meantime, the other guy says tails. And the other guy says uh 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 uh. 
And the referee says, you say heads. Okay, right. All right. Uh, tails it is. All right, let's go. We want a good, clean game. Well, uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, that, uh, that's, all, that's all part of the game. And, uh, and, and all the while, of course, down under the stands, the, uh, the band is preparing for its big halftime show. You've seen that, too. Now, many of you do not realize that what Chris Schenkel says is true. The band often rehearses a hell of a lot longer than the football team. And often you can see the results of that. That football team, which is down 37 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. Uh, by the way, speaking of disaster, did you see the Rangers the other night? Oh, wow. I had a feeling my Aunt Clara was playing defense. You know, she used to like to do that. She'd go out on a Sunday and play hockey. Yeah, with all those guys down around the University of Chicago. Yeah, and she played pretty good. Uh, she was fine on, uh, you know, on bringing it up to the line. But when it came to getting back for the defense, she just was that kind of person. She was purely offensive. She did not believe in defense. She believed in a good offense. Now, that works if you got a good offense. <laughs> you hear me, Rangers? You don't need no defense if you got an offense, friends. But you're in trouble when you ain't got either, right? That's right. I have a feeling there's a bunch of fans down there playing. You know what was so great the other day? The first time I've ever seen a goalie, uh, you know, actually do it. Uh, Jockerman, or one of the goalies, I think it was Jockerman, uh, there was a face-off, and he started to holler. Give me a little echo chamber. I heard him hollering. Defense! 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 The goalie was hollering. Defense! 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 And, uh, you know, three French Canadians skated past him in a sudden blur, and the goalie was up in left field somewhere. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This is a this has been a, a, a somewhat uh, somewhat symbolically sardonic Saturday or Friday, hasn't it? I'm sorry, Joe. No, no, really. I I, I just hate to say, you know, that here I am doing bad things. No, I really do like Howard Cosell. That's right. And Chris Schenkel. And, uh, yeah, Chris, he's a, yeah, Chris Schenkel, he's a, yeah, a Chris Schenkel. A Chris Schenkel, that's a very, very interesting tossed salad. It's, uh, it is, it's, uh, <laughs> it's German, of course. A lot of you people have not tried German dishes, and it's done with ground bacon rind. Very good. A little touch of uh, oregano there. Uh, it's one of the few dishes that, that uses oregano in the German repertoire. It's the Krischenkel, and it's very good. It's served hot. It's a hot salad. You don't see that often in American uh, cuisine. But uh, as we march forward, friends, give me a little marching forward music right, right over there. That is, you mean you don't have anything up, Joe? No, 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 no. Whatever you've got up there. Well, for heaven's sakes, Joe, please. You always have something ready. That's right. Bring it up. Ah, yes. We have once again plumbed the mysteries of the American psyche. That moment in time, that moment in space, when all the molecules and all the lines of force come together to produce a great race of human beings. <laughs> that was sneaky, wasn't it? Oh, hey, George. And so that concludes tonight's salute to the Comet Kahootek, another failure of our time. Well, uh, what the hell, you can't win a wall. Have you ever had the feeling that even the solar system is pooping out on us? Well, bring it up, please. Uh, <laughs> 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 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.